You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad you've joined me here today on Why Shamanism Now. I'd like to call in the spirits. I've just spent a week on the Oregon coast in the deep ancestral healing work that we do in the courses that I teach. So I'd like first to honor the living who joined me this past week to heal the ancestral lines. I'd like to call in their spirits and honor them for their good, courageous, heartfelt work. I'd like to call in the ancestors who were courageous enough to allow themselves to be healed those who carry deep patterns of betrayal, of lives unlived, of all of the hardship and the suffering of human life, war, despair, racism, sexism, all of these things carried in the ancestral line. I give thanks to those ancestors who were willing to greet their descendants and to become healed in this process. And my deepest heartfelt thanks goes out to all of those ancestral helping spirits, those who bring all that is good and true and beautiful in our ancestral lines to us, those who came to us to assist us in this work, that the living might exercise their true relationship with the dead, to free those who are stuck here, to go over to the land of the dead where they might return someday to their descendants as helping spirits as well. So to these ancestors, those who lived well and bring to us this great legacy of those who have gone before us, I give deep thanks and call them in here today to circle around us as we begin this series of the basics of living well in an energy body. So I call out to the energy of the earth, this this deep, deep being, this first ancestor. It is on this planet that we all live in our in our understanding of what life means and its great diversity. And from a shamanic perspective, we give thanks to the earth for the amazing wonder and miracle of her dreaming that brought life to this planet as we know it. And today, as we speak to groundedness, we reach out to this energy of this earth that we call home, and we call out to her to join us, to help us to remember what it means to live in a grounded way on this planet. And we reach our energy up to the highest power of the universe, up to the sky and the great true young energies to call down protection to come around us here today that we might become vulnerable enough to hear something. Vulnerable enough to ask questions, to hear the longing in our body and our heart and open enough to allow the answers to come through. We call out to the energies above to bring us blessing, to bring us the generosity of this amazing universe in which we live and to feel the benevolence and the beneficence of this place that we call home. We call these sky energies down to meet with the earth in this place that we call home, in this place where heaven and earth come together, in this tiny crust of energy around this planet in which all life as we know it happens. And we call out finally to the energy of the heart, the energy that binds all these within the human, that draws up the passions of the belly and the clarity of the mind into the heart that we might know and express our soul's purpose in this day. May our proceedings here today support you in that endeavor. 
Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. We're speaking today about the basics of living well in an energy body, and we're talking about grounding. So where does someone begin to be able to step into this deep ancestral healing work that I've just done with people this past week um, on the Oregon coast? Where would someone begin to be able to show up to heal their ancestors of deep embedded patterns that have rolled down through generation after generation after generation created by the worst things humanity can do to each other? Where do you even begin? You begin today. You begin with this concept we will talk about today and explore and hopefully experience called grounding or groundedness. It's really not sexy, and I'm sorry about that. I haven't figured out how to make it sexy. But it is so fundamental and essential. It is the place that everything else begins. And without it, we begin all things on a flawed, shaky, crumbling foundation. And so today we discuss groundedness. So why are we even bothering? The reason we're bothering is because we live in an exquisite, amazing time in which great, deep, ecstatic teachings are pouring out of monasteries, of temples, of traditional cultures, that these teachings are available to anyone. Now, sometimes, okay, to those who can pay the money to go get them, But the point is, the esoteric teachings are more available, more broadly, and more diversely than perhaps any other time in recorded history. That's a great thing. There's a problem here, though. It used to be you, the one who wanted to learn, had to journey to that temple, that monastery, that teacher, that whomever. And along that journey... You had to sort out a few things about being an energy being, or you simply didn't make it. One of the primary things you had to sort out on the way to the temple was how to be grounded, how to be an energy being here in a good way without succumbing to stagnation and depression and without spinning off into fragmentation and being scattered. So there are many things like grounding. You learned along the way or you just simply didn't make it to the monastery. You didn't make it to the temple. You didn't make it to the teachings. And so there are basic, basic levels of teaching that really aren't part of the teachings because they never had to be because you had to figure it out to get in the door in the first place. And so now the doors are flung open, the teachings pour out, and you frankly don't have to know anything to begin to get them. This is exquisitely wonderful and a big fat problem. And the problem is it allows us to go forward with esoteric, exciting teachings without any foundation. And so this beautiful house that we build for ourselves has nothing rooting it into the earth, nothing giving it strength. So when the first earthquake comes through, the first tsunami comes through, this first storm, hurricane of life rattles through your life, that house goes down. When you need those spiritual teachings the most, they collapse. Why? Not because the teachings have anything wrong with them, but because there is no basics and foundation. So today, we're exploring the most fundamental piece of all the basics, which is groundedness. I have watched this be the piece missing when I watch advanced students or even other practitioners um, misstep 
the misstep that ends to whatever the catastrophe is down the line is not taking the time or the energy to be grounded. It, Like I said, it is just not sexy. There is no way to make it sexy. And so we don't want to do it. We're, we're, we're funny that way. And so we need to find a way to feel the healthfulness, the ecstatic simplicity in the stillness of grounding so that we can come to it. We need to find a way to make it sexy for ourselves so that we will come to it because I have seen advanced practitioners stumble over this. I watch my clients and students stumble over this every day. So what is grounding or groundedness? Let me sort of move along here. So a sense of being grounded or cultivating an energy of groundedness has to do with perhaps many layers or ways of experiencing this, but basically, in its most fundamental level, it's feeling your feet on the ground. But to feel your feet on the ground, you need to be in your body to feel your feet. To be in your body, to feel your feet, you need to get out of your head and be in your body. To get out of your head, to be in your body, you need to actually get into at least your head And frankly, most contemporary Americans are not living in their body. They're living in their head or outside of their head, hovering around, scattered, distracted, multitasking far beyond a human capacity to actually engage with all of those things, Um, connected, hyper-connected technologically, and not breathing into the body. So actual groundedness, what we're really going to talk about today, goes beyond the ability to simply feel your feet on the earth. I mean, how many of you go through an entire day without actually feeling your bare feet on the earth? Many of us go from our home in our shoes to our car, from our car to our job, from our job back to our car, whatever means of transportation we're on, and back into the house again. Very few people, I mean, many people can get through days without ever putting their feet on the earth. Because we paved a lot of it. We put stuff on it. There's not a lot of earth sticking up for you to put your feet on. And most of it's been pooped on by the dogs everybody's walking. So you don't want to put your feet on it. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you wiggled your toes in the earth, in the grass, in a stream running by, where you had your naked little feet out there enjoying the pleasures of nature? So, what I'm saying is not you can't be grounded if you can't stick your feet out in nature. What I'm saying is if you don't get your feet out in nature, you need to think about how am I going to ground? How am I going to compensate for the fact that I can't go walk around on the earth and feel my feet on the ground, breathe into that? But I need to figure out how to do it. So, Groundedness has to do with an ability, no matter what environment you are in and no matter what is going on, to feel your conscious awareness in your body, infused through your body, down from your tailbone and your feet into the earth and into the center of the earth, that you feel present within yourself and calm or still on the planet. So there is an aspect of groundedness that is of the body. There is an aspect of groundedness that has to do with you being present, not only within yourself, but in whatever environment you are in. And extending that environment into nature. In other words, if you are on the 
55th floor in a business meeting and things are going totally cattywampus, you can still imagine yourself in your body, on the chair, in the room, the room in the building, the building on the earth, the earth here, settling, stillness, to find that still point in your groundedness. It has to do with cultivating a relationship with the earth as a being, ultimately. Groundedness has to do with being in your heart in a good way. If I am grounded, I am able to take a stand for who I am and to, and to support my heart then in engaging with people from that sense of who I am. I don't mean remotely in an aggressive way. I just mean your capacity to be yourself as you engage with others. So this is what we're talking about today. How do you live in your body in present time and stay grounded no matter the environment, no matter the situation? So I hope you'll join me when we come back from this break as we continue our conversation and hopefully our experience of groundedness today. And as always, I'm asking you to spread the word, not just for the health and well-being of the show, but because the more people understand, more broadly people understand about shamanism, the more common this understanding becomes, the more likely people are to get hooked up with their own helping spirits, and the more we have helping spirits in our life, the better quality decisions we will all make. This isn't about everybody becoming shamans. This is about all of us becoming better able to be high-quality humans, to make fine, excellent decisions in our life, to move in our life from the heart, and to live here together in a good way with all living things. These are critically important decisions for all of us to be making right now, and we will all be able to better we will all be better able to make those decisions if we have working relationship with spirits. So when I ask you to spread the word and to invite people to join you to listen to the show or to download the show, I am doing it out of enlightened self-interest, not just for the show, but because I believe strongly from my experience in my life that we must make this shift. We must make this paradigm shift or we will not come up with the decisions necessary to take us into our next and possible future. So, please, spread the word. And now back to our series. Today we are talking about grounding. So, grounding. To ground yourself is about being willing to show up and be present. And from a shamanic perspective, nothing really happens until you do that. Another way to understand that would be would be to say simply that life happens to you until you are willing to show up and be present. And you cannot show up and be present if you are not grounded. So if you don't understand how to ground yourself, life is going to just keep happening to you. And all you're going to be doing is spending your whole life playing catch-up, putting out fires, and reacting to everything. And I don't know about you, but I am over the age of 29 I am tired of living that way. It's perfectly age-appropriate as a teenager, even into your 20s, perhaps. But as we age, we must cultivate a new way to live. And if we cannot ground, we cannot show up and be present, and if we cannot do that, nothing else really begins. We can pretend. We can go through the motion. We can take classes. We can fill notebooks full of notes. We can do things. But how do we change our life? How do we begin to live in a different way? The rubber has to meet the road somewhere 
And that's what grounding is. So let's just all take a moment and just breathe. You're probably sitting or standing, listening to this. You might be walking. You might be listening to this as a download on your iTunes, on your iPod. But you're basically out there in the world, either sitting or standing, maybe lying down. Nonetheless, breathe. Just breathe. In and out. No big deal, nothing fancy. Just normal breathing. Just become aware of the breathing. And as you become aware of the breathing, allow your awareness to turn inward to that inner space that is breathing in and out, into the body, into an inner awareness. And as you're breathing, allow your inner eye to look backwards. What does it see? Does it see your skull? Does it see whatever's behind you, which means you're hovering somewhere above your head? Does it see a vertebrae, perhaps, in your spine? What do you see when you look backwards? Whatever you see, begin to breathe, and with each breath, work your way down. If you're seeing vertebrae, work down one vertebrae to the next. If you're not even in your head, you need to come into your head first, and then you'll see your skull. You need to move down. Vertebrae by vertebrae, bone by bone, down your spine into your pelvis. Perhaps you're seeing energy. Then you're going to breathe and move down chakra by chakra. For those of you who understand chakras, who see energy, you most likely understand chakras. You're going to move down from energy space to energy space within the body. However it is that you have an internal awareness or an internal visualization, and if you've never done this before, see bones. Bones are real. Everybody's got them. Right? Just see the bones. Work your way down your spine or your chakras or whatever it is that's allowing you to visualize an inner space or imagine an inner space or even just sense an inner space. Allow the, I call it the ball of consciousness or this little energy ball of your awareness to make its way all the way down to the floor of your pelvis. All of you have no bones there. Boys or girls, you got no bones there. But you have muscles, tissue. You have a floor of the pelvis. The pelvis has a floor. And if you bring your awareness all the way down to the floor of the pelvis, you've brought your consciousness all the way down into your body, to the very floor of the pelvis. And just imagine as you breathe the floor of the pelvis opening and closing like a shutter on a camera. Opening and closing with your breath. If you never learn anything else, this simple visualization can be the beginning of your own practice of grounding. So why does grounding work? Why does it matter? As you just kind of breathe in your body and listen to what I'm saying or call in or email or whatever you want to do, why does it matter? Well, grounding works both ways, in essence, in terms of how we get um, misaligned with ourselves. One way we get misaligned with ourselves is we get stagnant, depressed, suffocated, stuck in a rut, blocked, resistant, all those energies, right? And what happens as we do that is it begins, we get stuck first right there in that base of your pelvis where you're breathing, And then it begins to move. The sort of stuckness begins to rise, 
kind of like stagnant water in a pool begins to rise up and our our awareness just kind of keeps skittering up higher and higher to get away from dealing with that stagnation, that depression, that loneliness, that whatever that heaviness is. We keep skittering up, skittering up, skittering up the body as that undealt with stagnation rises until we're scurrying around in our head because we don't want to go into that stagnant pool of energy within ourselves. Not a pretty picture. But if you're willing to just dive with your grounding visualization back down to the pelvis and open up that space at the base of the pelvis, let the energies begin to pour out down in the center of the earth and begin to work with groundedness and this idea of grounding cord that I'll bring in here in a minute, that we begin to move the energy again. And just like the pump of your breathing, the beat of your heart, the willingness to just one heartbeat at a time, one breath at a time, one visualization at a time, one day at a time, to begin to stir this stagnant energy, to move it into expression. It is not innately bad or wrong. It's just stuck. What groundedness also does on the other side is it helps us to gather ourselves when we've been fragmented or scattered or spun out from our center, which is a really common way to go through our contemporary life for a whole number of reasons. And what to, to, to breathe into ourselves, to visualize that core channel of energy, to bring our awareness all the way down to the floor of our pelvis and to breathe, and to bring our awareness all the way down to the bottoms of our feet and to breathe, to imagine ourselves, or really do it, but at least to imagine ourselves standing on your favorite kind of earth, sand or dirt, mud, grass, whatever, to to breathe into that core line of energy of grounding and then to call yourself back. You When you are grounded, you can be as if you were a magnet that attracts your own energy back to you. And so just by breathing and being grounded and inviting yourself back in, you can call yourself back from wherever you've become scattered or fragmented. So either way, whether you're using grounding to deal with stagnation or fragmentation, by being grounded, you're allowing your mind that's trying to get through the day all by itself to connect into the body and to begin to draw again on the wisdom of the body for how to be here in the day. And frankly, it's really hard to be here as a manifest being, ignoring the wisdom of the part of yourself that's manifest. Your body's really smart about being here, but you have to be in the body and be grounded to be able to sense the body's wisdom. So groundedness allows you to deal with basic health problems, which are either stagnation or fragmentation and to connect with the wisdom of the body, to follow your own innate, intuitive sense of what to do with these energies. There are many, many processes you can study, like bioenergetics, rebirthing, Alexander Technique, any of the bodywork stuff, many of these practices that are processes to help you learn um, practices for grounding or groundedness. Your time and money are better spent learning these skills and asking someone to do a healing on you to do grounding. Why? Because grounding is not a wound. Grounding is a choice, not a healing. And we're going to speak to this when we come back. So as we go to break, we'd like you to think about what have you done today that innately grounded you or ungrounded? And as you think about this, uh, please come back after the break and we'll continue our conversation about grounding. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and today we are discussing grounding. This is part one of the basics of living well. Part two will be next week, and part three will be on September 16th. So, I was just saying before we went to break that grounding is a choice, it's not a healing. So, what do I mean by that? We need to understand, as an energy being, that I need to reground myself every day. I have, if all is going well in your life, you actually haven't been around all night while you were sleeping. You move deep into dreams as your soul communicated with you with your head out of the way. You got deep messages from your heart. You were moving deeply into a time of yin cultivation where your emotions, your heart life, and your, your deeper spiritual life are cultivated and massaged and, and, and worked. And so when you come back from this time of dreaming, you're not necessarily real grounded in your body. And so, and that's good. That's what's supposed to happen at night in the dark. So as you wake in the morning to, to step into your day, is to choose to be here now, to step into your body, to step all the way in from your head, into your heart, into your pelvis, into your feet, and deep into the earth. And that's that's the basic energy maintenance of a body. It's a choice to be grounded. And as all things that function at this level, at this energy body level, this is what they mean when they do that spiritual truth thing where they say form follows thought. In this arena, that is true. It's not true in all things, but it is true in a whole lot of really important things, and it's true here. So the way that you picture yourself and your energy, the way that you visualize that each morning becomes your energy habit. And that's the energy you will live in in the day. So the more you visualize yourself in your body grounded, connected to the earth, as a daily choice, let's say you do it three times a day, in the morning when you wake up, little check-in in the middle of the day, and then again in the evening once you get home. You will change your energy habit by simply attending to this idea of grounding, visualizing it, moving your energy there, your form, the form of your energy will follow your thoughts, the thought, the picture you have of being grounded. As you do that, you begin to cultivate an energy habit of being grounded. If you don't do that, you don't. It's really that simple. And so if I'm not grounded, if I'm chronically ungrounded, I can go to an energy practitioner who can do a healing on me to ground my energy. And the most benefit that I will get out of that is I will feel what it feels like to be grounded. And that's a good thing because now I know what my target is, my energetic target is for my own grounding practice. But my energy will flow back into my habit rather quickly, actually, within days. My energy will flow back into what my strongest dominant energy pattern is. So if I do not take that transformation that healer gave me and immediately begin an energy practice of grounding so that I can um, cultivate that new energy habit, I'm going to go right back to the old way. So in other words, healing cannot fix your lack of groundedness. It is your choice to be grounded and your practice of grounding that heals your groundedness. Now, once in a while, I may bring back a soul part that carries the capacity for groundedness because a person was so terrified in their childhood it just wasn't safe to be here. So every once in a while, there is a core issue around groundedness that someone needs some deep fundamental healing to change. 
but that is rare. Mostly, we simply don't make the choice. So that's what I mean when I say grounding is a choice, not really a healing. Um, and the main choice we need to make is simply to breathe. I am always shocked when people talk about their great yoga practice or their great Qigong practice or Tai Chi practice, some wonderful energy practice, where they do it daily, and it's good. And I say, great, then you know how to be grounded, and they look at me like a deer caught in the headlights. What we need to remember as Westerners is the traditional practices largely have been changed for us and our minute attention span. And the change to focus on ecstatic states, peak experiences, gaining more power, and all of the things this culture values because that's the cl- those are the classes we pay for because that's what we care about. We don't care about what's not sexy. And as I said, grounding is not all that sexy. But... Grounding is absolutely essential if you want any of these things to truly work over time. So what happened to these practices? Why do people who have yoga practices and tai chi practices not know how to be grounded? Because the practices were changed for us, and mostly the things that got left out is the breathing, is the focus internally, is the actions that support the cultivation of groundedness and energy that allow us then to move into the other parts of the practice in which we cultivate ecstatic states and peak experiences and power and all of that. And without the deeper work of grounding and cultivation of energy and focus internally, all those other um, things that we achieve through the practices, the ecstatic states, the power, etc., are spiritual ambition. They are an expression of false yang, and they are, in other words, right thing, wrong motivation. And they will ultimately deplete us. And the point, of course, of any of our energy practices is to cultivate energy, which is what we're going to talk about next week. Basic levels of cultivating energy. So my point being, if you have an energy practice, bravo, learn the grounding aspect of your practice. They all have them. Ask for it. And study it, cultivate it, do it every day. So in in my teaching, which is not fundamentally yoga or Qigong-based, but shamanism, we work with a visualization that, interesting, ties very easily into Taoism, nonetheless. The visualization, which I'll do here in a minute, connects us with two things that are very important about grounding, and I don't want to run out of time in telling you about them. The first thing is a sense of a grounding cord. So a grounding cord is a part of your energy body. It's not part of your physical body, um, unless you have a tail that we don't know about. But the grounding cord extends, essentially, from the base of your torso, where I invited you in the last section to breathe into that base of your torso. So the grounding cord extends from the base of your torso, and like a root of a, like a, root of a tree, like the ta- central tap root of a tree, or some cord of energy, a channel of light, however it is that you imagine it, it extends from the base of your body or the center of your body, the belly of your body, down through all the layers of the earth, using your imagination, into the very center of the earth or the belly of the earth. And that choice to connect your belly energetically to the belly of the earth is the fundamental practice of grounding. So first you need to get in your body to be able to even do that. 
But that's your grounding cord. That is the elemental piece of your energy body that does the grounding. Now, there's also um, a movement of grounding energy that moves in our legs if we're awake and alive in our body and doing our energy practices. That That is true. However, that energy in our legs is drawing off the energy of the grounding cord. So the energy of the grounding cord is very important. Okay? So the other thing that is important that I don't want to run out of time to talk about is what I call, this is a Christinaism, you're not going to find this in any books about energy medicine, is the truth cord. And the truth cord is essentially a line of energy. Again, it's an imaginary energy that is part of our energy body. I believe everybody has this, it's just nobody talks about it. But it's a line of energy that goes from the highest part of the universe above through your body, down that grounding cord, and into the center of the earth. And like a string on a stringed instrument, it is tied off at the highest power of the universe and the center of the earth. So this cord of energy resonates like a string on a stringed instrument. And this cord of energy needs to be tuned so that it resonates with the truth. And the important thing about the truth cord, then it allows your instincts and your intuition and your inspiration to resonate with the truth, a higher truth, a truth that is bigger than your own personal truth in the moment so that you can feel the greater truths in life as you stumble over them. Because often, when we hear the truth, we do not like it. We would like to reject it. But if our truth cord is resonating inside of our heart, it's very hard to reject it. We often do not like the ramifications of the truth on our life. We often do not like the source of the truth. And these are reasons we reject the truth constantly. But if we cultivate groundedness, we can then cultivate a truth cord. And if we cultivate that truth cord, we can move through the day hearing the truth. Whether or not we want to do anything about it is a whole different issue. But the beginning of aligning yourself in an authentic life is to learn to hear your own truth. And to hear a truth that is coming from a place of authenticity, not just your own personal reactions in the moment. That's the important thing about the truth cord. It's not anchored at your head and your pelvis. It's anchored at the highest power of the universe and the deep center of the earth. It's bigger than you are. And thus it resonates with a higher sense of truth than any one of us lives at in any moment. But we have access. And this is the great gift of grounding, not only the presence in the body, but the ability to begin to hear your own truth and allow it to guide you into the authenticity of your own to invite you all to come back after this break and join me in the final section of our show here today about groundedness and your choice to be here to show up and be present. Welcome back, everyone. This is Christina Pratt, your host for Why Shamanism Now, and we are speaking today about grounding. And we have an email from Sharon in Oregon. And her email um, is about drama. And she says here that contemporary young people, particularly teenagers and especially young women, seem to attract and thrive on drama in their lives. It would seem that grounding would empower them, um, as well as any of us, to attract more energy to propel us forward in our lives. Because grounding, in the sense to which you're speaking today, is not well known. Do you have any ideas how to approach someone who is not familiar with this concept yet wants to have less drama in their personal life? Well, the first thing that I would say about bringing this concept to others is you have to do what Sharon is speaking to here. Is you need to make sure they really want it first. 
Again, it's not real sexy. It's a hard sell if people aren't asking the question. But if you do have someone in your life, a good friend, a teenager, someone who's just talking about being driven by their life, by the drama of their life, in other words, they're constantly reacting, their life is living them, that you can tell them that there is another option. It requires that they begin each day, though, standing up for themselves. You can start with words like that and then have a visualization about literally standing on their feet, breathing into their feet, their knees, their hips, all the way up in their body, breathing into the whole body, and extending that grounding cord down. It doesn't have to be all woo-woo and fancy. You don't have to bring in the heaven and the earth and all the other things that I do in my shamanic practice. You can begin very practically and just work with the breath, work with the body, and the visualization of that cord extending down to the center of the earth. If people do that regularly, even teenagers daily, there is a sense of peace and stillness that begins to cultivate, and they can begin to make choices. I actually worked for a period of time with some 12- and 13-year-old girls, and this was one piece that to the girl, every single one of them found value in in their little contemporary school lives is that ability in the midst of the drama of their life to become grounded, to breathe and to have practices for being grounded. So it's not um, it's not an advanced practice. It's a basic practice, which means it's available at all ages. So what I wanted to say is if you've tried all of this stuff in your life, if this, none of this is new news and you're like, right, Christina, I have tried all of this and this has not helped me, then yes, call me. You may be one of those people that has a fundamental issue around your energy at a soul loss level or an ancestral healing level and some deep level that keeps form from following thought. If these deep issues are going on, your energy won't follow your thoughts. That's the exception to that rule. And if that's going on for you, if you've truly tried all of this consistently over time and it isn't working, then contact me. This is work that can be done long distance. It most likely requires a shamanic intervention, and I'm more than happy to do that healing work. And if if you already know the practices, it's going to be really easy because we'll fix what's not working, and then you'll be able to go right into those practices and make change in your life. It's pretty exciting. If you haven't done any grounding practices, but you think, suspect this is one of your issues in life, then try. Practice once a day for 30 days. If nothing changes, maybe there is a fundamental issue. Contact us. I'm happy to work with you long distance. But if you don't have any grounding practices, you've never heard any of this before, you don't do this sort of thing, then give it a month and see if you can't begin to cultivate a change in your life. You're not going to have a rocket science, crazy trumpets and angels kind of change in 24 hours, not 48 hours, probably not a week. But after that, as you begin to, remember, you've got to create a new energy habit for it to begin to change things. Give it a month, and then let us know. We're happy to help. So, oh, I'm running out of time here. So much to say in so little time. I want to share with you a story um, a friend shared with me. He, He talked about one of the most powerful experiences he ever had around energy was being taken out by a teacher into an old growth forest. And they were told by the teacher simply to go out and lie down and look up at the trees. And he went out into this old growth forest. So we're talking big trees. 
and lay down at the base of one of these huge trees and looked up at this old growth tree and began to breathe and just relax and breathe. He's out there in nature looking up at the trees. And the next thing he knows, he's merging with the tree. Now, you don't have to wait for this to happen spontaneously. You can do this on purpose. And if you have never even seen a magnificent tree, Google around. Find a picture of a magnificent tree. Technology is your friend. Find a tree that is worthy of merging with and merge with it. Just allow yourself to become the tree. And what he did is he merged, ended up, found himself merging with the tree. And he began to feel not only the depth of that tree reaching into the earth, but, but the power then because of that huge taproot that just was reaching deeply into the earth, just like your grounding cord could be, right? His energy reaching up to feel the branches and the sky and the sun and the air and the animals living in it. And then again, the sap running down in the groundedness and how it was the groundedness of that tree. All that was happening under the earth that was invisible, that allowed the magnificence of that tree to flourish in the world. That is the essence of grounding. And that visualization of becoming a tree, having a taproot, feeling your energy deep in the earth and then how that rises up and supports you here in life, in the world, is one of the simplest paths for grounding. So we're coming to a close here, everyone. I just want to invite you to pick a visualization. Try it for a month. Let me know how it goes. This is, if you do nothing else all year as you listen to these shows, this would be the thing to choose to do. So let's put grounding now in the context of this energy body hygiene that we're talking about. We're talking about um, developing awareness of the different facets of your energy body throughout your day. Um, as, as we said in this show, no matter where you are, no matter what is going on, um, that you're able to be uh, have a sense of groundedness and not uh, move through your life with a foundation that's flawed or shaky or problematic. And so the important thing is that grounding is part of the practice of your energy body hygiene. So it's so your your ability to visualize your grounding and through the act of daily visualization to manifest that because um, as we talked about these aspects of our energy body are um, partly present but they can be affected by our choices so in other words partly present means your chakra system for example is present whether you want it or not but your choices strongly affect it so you can have messed up, sloppy, um, nasty-looking chakras or beautiful, radiant, vibrant, spinning chakras, right? So your choices affect that part of your energy body. There are other aspects of your energy body, like your grounding and your boundaries, which are largely created through your choice to cultivate them. So it's not like chakras where you have them whether you want them or not. That if you don't choose to cultivate them, you it's very likely that you won't have much. Now, different people, because of their constitutions, tend to be more and less grounded, more and less um, you know, visionary and airy. So there's certainly a range of human experience that is normal for people, regardless, no matter what your zodiac sign, no matter what your 
your um, constitution, we as humans need to be grounded because when we do, when we are not grounded, our uh, awareness in our body and our body to the earth, then we feel unsafe. It's a deep, deep feeling, a uh, lack of safety, and that that then infuses our sense of awareness in the world. In other words, to put it in common language, if you choose to be ungrounded in your deep inner knowing, you know you're unsafe. And in that un, that sense of unsafety then influences how you feel about everything as you go through the day. If you simply choose to be grounded, then your energy body is in a state of safety and then you that sense of safety then pervades your perspective as you move through the day. Okay, so why does this matter in terms of um, energy body hygiene? Part of what's happening with um, energy bodies and uh, our, the interaction of our energy bodies, of me with you and you with me, that the interaction of people is... Um, my presentation of myself, both my physical self and my energy self, influences your presentation of yourself, both physically and energetically. And so if I'm a chaotic, ungrounded, terrified, energetic mess underneath my facade of whoever I think I am in the world, that's going to influence the situation and everybody that I touch in the situation through the day, throughout the day. This is most important, of course, if you're that ungrounded energetic mess and you're a parent because it means you're creating a sense of unsafety in the environment of your children 24-7. So, so it, that puts a, somewhat of a sharp point on it and those of you that don't have children go, phew, I'm safe, but it's not true. We all need to take responsibility for cultivating the reality of being safe in our body, in the world, energetically, and build our sense of um, trust and our sense of truth from that. So those of you that have trust issues, how grounded are you? Many people have constant, unresolvable trust issues because they are not grounded and so they deeply intuitively do not trust themselves because they're not choose. so you see my point here that our choices around groundedness have an enormous influence fundamentally on the quality of the energy body that we bring into life and into our interactions with other people so groundedness is critical. So what's important then is that you choose a symbolic language that works for you to begin to visualize and through your daily practice of visualizing your grounding cord and your connection of your grounding cord to your center channel. So through your daily practice and thus cultivation of visualizing your groundedness and cultivating a sense of ultimately feeling your groundedness, through, through this practice then, you begin to change the lens through which you see the world 
And so it's important for you to find an aspect of your own symbolic language that works for you. In other words, for some people using a tree, especially a big tree, and sensing their own grounding cord extending from the floor of their pelvis down into the earth as the root of a great tree. For some people, that visualization works really beautifully. Um, some people embellish that with a sense of the world tree or a sense of the, the great tree in um, the Celtic imagery of the great tree. So there are many, many, and if you're shamanic person and you use a tree as a place from which you journey um, again all this working with the same metaphor of the tree is great to use for grounding and with that with any plant metaphor then comes the more you allow your imagination to to make that tree vital within you the more you're able then to begin to access the wisdom in an actual tree, the plant's own wisdom about groundedness, because plants carry enormous and great wisdom about grounding, not just the reaching into the earth so that they can stand up, but um, the drawing up of the nutrients, the drawing up of the energy the earth has to offer us to support us. So by using a plant symbolic language, you can also connect ultimately through your imagination, open yourself up to the wisdom that's already inherent in the plant. Okay, for some people, plants don't work. That's fine. So for some people, they're more into just the flow of energy. And that's fine. You can work with just columns of light. The Quechua people work with the golden uh, flow of energy from above, from the highest power, drawing it down through their body, connecting it down into the center of the earth, and drawing up the silver energy from the earth up through their body and connecting it back up to the highest power. Now, you'll notice that is not only um, common in the, for the Quechua people, although they use Quechua words for the above and below, but it is also resonates with Taoist symbolism. In it is exactly what you hear every show when I open the show. So again, if that's what works for you, use that. The important thing about my, my statement here to use what works for you, use what's in your symbolic language, it has to actually function and work. And so what I mean by that is I was kind of horrified recently in a class when a long time student said, well, yeah, my grounding cord is this tingly feeling in my left leg. Okay, no, that's not a grounding cord. That's your left leg. Uh, so the important thing about your, your own symbolic language is don't go too far afield from the actual function of your grounding cord which is to be an extension of your center channel that moves, which is an imaginary channel, right, that moves through the very core of your body and extends down from the base of your torso literally into the earth in your imagination, in your imagination and in your sensing into the energy of things, not the physicality of things, and moving down through all the layers of the earth and connecting into the very center of the earth. And then rising back up again. And that's what's important is that it's not a line, but it's a very elongated circle 
In other words, it's connecting your deepest root chakra to the deepest root in the center of very center of the earth and circling back up again. So a healthy visualization and function of grounding moves from your root, which is connected to your center channel, down to the center of the earth and back up again. And that uh, your practice of cultivating groundedness uses whatever visualization works for you to connect to your own center channel in your body, your own root chakra, extending it down to the center of the earth, rooting, connecting, tying off, anchoring, whatever the imagery is that works for you, connecting to the center of the earth, and then drawing that energy back up again. In the practice I learned, we learned to have feel the energy coming back up through our legs down through the grounding cord and up through our legs but it's important to not get attached to the directionality of that because actually for a person who is grounded moving through the world the energy is moving up and down through their legs and up and down through the grounding cord so the important thing is then to just understand it as an energy that is um, renewing extending out and returning so that it's extending and renewing extending and renewing because your grounding as foundational as it is is also a nourishing cycle because it's drawing up the energies of the earth those energies that are the energies that support abundance and the expression of the diversity of life all over the planet and so if you do not ground yourself to the earth you're cutting yourself off from that fundamental life force that is the energy that precedes abundance so there is no actual abundance that you can gain in life other than climbing up someone others someone else's back to get it um, that you can gain if you're not other than what you gain connected from the earth and the important thing is that that is a nourishing cycle for the earth as well the more grounded we are and present and connected to the earth, our connecting in is our extending our little energy down into the big energy of the earth and drawing the earth energy up. And this constant cycling makes it not this one-way street of simply always taking from the earth, but that it's this constant replenishment and nourishment of a reciprocal relationship of deep gratitude between you and your home and the earth itself. And in this awareness, through this cultivation, you cultivate the energy of groundedness. Now, there are some tools and products out there that can help those of you that are um, really challenged with grounding to feel what it feels like. And there's nothing problematic with those tools other than creating a relationship with them so that you can only feel grounded when you're using them. The important thing is to use them to help you to understand what grounding feels like and then to cultivate that sense within your own body. Because without grounding, you're living without a connection to your uh, greater truth. So you're, you're always in this reactive state of personal truth, but not able to recognize the relationship or lack of relationship between your personal truth in the moment, I'm afraid, for example, and the larger truth that's going on, which is that you have no reason to be afraid. And so to move through the, and this is very important with grounding because so many people today 
are in a state of adrenal exhaustion because they're choosing to live in a state of constant cortisol response, constant fight or flight response to life. And part of the reason they're doing that, or much of the reason why they're doing that, is because they're choosing to be ungrounded, choosing to crawl up into their phones, crawl up into their electronic devices, be up in their heads, up in the info sphere, and not connected in their body to the earth and taking the effort based on whatever your constitution is because different constitutions will take different effort but taking the effort to cultivate a sense of ongoing groundedness in your body at all times no matter where you are no matter what you're doing okay so with that said one of my favorite new uh, images for grounding because I've been working at this for decades and frankly I get bored with some of my old images and I like new ones. I like to f- discover new ones as I learn different practices from different peoples, different uh, forms in Qigong. And there's a beautiful piece in, in a Qigong form that I practice that works with the image of a lily. And I particularly like the you know a lily floating, a lily pad you know, floating on the surface of a pond with a lotus blossom or the lily blossoming on the lily pad. And then, of course, underneath the lily pad is the hip of the flower, you know, as the flower transforms into the stem. And that sense of the stem of the lily extending down through the pond as it moves down into the deep, murky water. One of the things about the lily is that it can grow even in really toxic environments. And so I like this image of the lily because you're floating there on your lily pad. And so there's this awareness of the water below, the yin below, the air above, the yang above. So it's a nice Taoistic sense of being here between the yin and yang in balance, floating in this kind of perfect harmony on the surface of this pond. And yet underneath all that serenity and beauty, which is a lovely image to go through the day with, is the hip of the flower and the, and the lily pad itself extending into the stem, the stem extending down through the pond, deep into the darkness and the fish poop and the frog's eggs and all the, all the gook at the bottom of the pond moving down through that deeply into the earth as the lily, uh, pad itself the flower the plant itself grounds into the earth and then extending that wisdom of the plant down through all the layers of the earth and connecting deep in the center of the earth it's a good place to offer your gratitude on and uh, stay there breathing in and out and resonating with the sense of safety of being grounded and then begin to draw up the nourishing part of the cycle and really tuning in to the wisdom in this little plant about how it draws up the nourishment from below. And then you draw the nourishment up through all the layers of the earth into your um, little lily pad stem and moving up through the stem and using the wisdom of the plant to help you understand intuitively how to let the nourishment of the earth extend out into your own body imagining yourself as the lily pad imagining yourself as the blossoming lily and as the pad is open there on the surface of the water the flower has blossomed 
then you begin to extend your awareness up to reach up to the highest powers of the energy, the radiant energies above, divine energies by whatever name you call these energies, and you draw them down and allow the flower, allow the lily pad itself to educate you in its own wisdom of how you draw those energies from above in, into yourself to nourish your center channel and then back down into the grounding cord and then the grounding cord back up again and so it keeps moving back and forth but the lily is this beautiful serene um, balanced radiant um, image to use as well for grounding and so my point in sharing this now that uh, if I were doing a grounding visualization that pace was too quick but one of the things that you can do is narrate I mean, we have all this great electronics these days, right? Narrate the path that you want to go through. If you can't imagine it in your mind, record yourself, write it out, read it and record it and then play it back through your meditation. But the important thing is, and that way you can tailor it to exactly the symbolic language that you want to use, but that ultimately you want to teach yourself to be able to do your own internal guided visualization using symbolic language that is rich and meaningful for you that allows you to connect in deeply to yourself, the root of your own body, and then deeply into the center of the earth, no matter where you are, no matter what is going on. And so in terms of your energy body hygiene, The whole energy body is plugged into a sense of being safe in the world through your own cultivation of groundedness. And so I'd like to close today's show just by reminding everyone that why shamanism now is listener supported and that with it just like that reciprocity talking about creating with the earth there is reciprocity between me uh, can at co-creator network all of us who make the show happen and those of you that listen digest the information in the show hopefully find yourself moved and if you're moved in the heart to do something to help the show to grow so i want to give thanks to do yun jen to christopher nakaya joanne heidi and all the others who have donated to the show since we were last uh on the air. I'm deeply grateful for those of you that are helping me financially to help the show to grow. And those of you who are not able to do something financially, do something else. Be creative. Find some other way. If this show moves you, find some other way to let that movement in your heart motivate your actions in the world and do something to help the show to grow. And for this, I am truly grateful. So thank you, everyone. I want to give thanks to the energy of the earth below, the sky above, the ancestors and helping spirits that gather around us, and the heart that unites us all. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week, and I encourage you to spend each day taking at least a moment to cultivate your groundedness. Thank you.